call to mind who he is and what he became for our sakes. Reflect first on the sublime light of his divinity revealed to the essences above and glorified in the heavens by all spiritual beings. Angels, archangels, thrones, dominions, principalities, authorities, cherubim and seraphim, and the spiritual powers whose names we do not know. Then think to what depth of human humiliation he descended in his ineffable goodness, becoming in all respects like us who were dwelling in darkness and the shadow of death. Captives through the transgression of Adam and dominated by the enemy through the activity of the passions. When we were in this harsh captivity ruled by invisible and bitter death, the master of all visible and invisible creation was not ashamed to humble himself and to take upon himself our human nature, subject as it was to the passions of shame and desire and condemned by divine judgment. And he became like us in all things except that he was without sin, himself becoming what we are so that we might become what he is. Being rich, he became poor for our sakes, so that through his poverty we might become rich in his great love for man. He became like us so that through every virtue we might become like him. So you should continually keep in mind the great humiliation which the Lord took upon himself in his ineffable love for us. How the divine Logos dwelt in a womb. How he took human nature upon himself, his birth from a woman, his gradual bodily growth, the shame he suffered, the insults, vilification, ridicule, and abuse, how he was scourged and spat upon, derided and mocked, the scarlet robe, the crown of thorns, his condemnation by those in power, away with him, away with him, crucify him, the cross, the nails, the lance, the drink of vinegar and gall, the scorn of the Gentiles, the derision of the passers-by who said, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross and we will believe you. And the rest of the sufferings which he patiently accepted for us. Crucifixion, death, the three-day burial. Then keep in mind all that has come from these sufferings. The resurrection from the dead. The liberation from hell and from death of those who were raised with the Lord. The ascension to the heavens. The enthronement at the right hand of the Father the honor and glory that is far above every principality and power and above every name that is named. If therefore you continually recall this with all your heart, the passion of bitterness, anger, and wrath will not master you. For can anyone keep perpetually in mind the humiliation that the divinity of the only begotten Son accepted for our sake and all the sufferings that we've mentioned and yet be so hard and stony-hearted as not to be shattered, humbled, and filled with remorse? Will he not willingly become dust and ashes, trampled underfoot by all men? And that's the end of what I'm going to read, but he goes on to talk about um, the practical side, and, and it's so practical here to say, hold it in your mind. And is it really possible that if you hold all of these things in your mind about Christ and his humiliation. Is it possible that when you come into those situations in which you need to humble yourself, that instead you'll harden yourself and be proud and boastful 
and hold yourself over others. And he's saying that isn't possible. If you really are keeping in mind the humility of Christ, then you will have the mind of Christ. Because like Paul said in, in God's word, um, it's in him. The, having the mind of Christ is because you're in him. And I, I pray that, I, I read that, and I give that as a blessing to you too, all of you who are in Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have a humble week.